to the Living Enlightened podcast with Becca from Insightful Connections and me, Michelle R. Price, the Lightworker. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? I'm so good. It's so good to see you, Beck. We're sitting here with our uh, little headphones on, ready to go, ready to have a conversation. Very excited about it. It is because we haven't been able to catch up much this week. No. Very busy. Been really busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello out there to all the listeners. Yeah. And welcome. So welcome to the podcast. As you're aware, we are a couple of spiritually aware chicks who have some interesting things to say, maybe an affirmation or two to help raise some vibrations. Yeah, and today I'm going to draw the card, Beck, and you've uh, drawn a little affirmation, I think, but is that for next week or are you doing one for today? Well, it's uh, I was drawing an affirmation card for today, which I posted up there. Oh, great. Which is, it's um, really, so the card itself that I've drawn today is the presence of love will always cast out fear. And I wow. feel like that is just so so on point that is goosebumps yeah big time yeah Um, but while I was drawing that one out Michelle I had we were having a discussion before before I drew that one and focused on that we were just having a discussion and I was shuffling the deck and then a card fell out an affirmation card fell out for um which I'm going to use for next week because Mm. it was relevant to that's what we were discussing at the time yep Perfect. Uh, so that one's ready to go as well for next week. But Amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's our affirmation. And that's so perfect for today, as you said, with what we're talking about. The presence of love will cast out fear and it's um, really source energy. You know, it powers, overpowers everything. So we never have any reason to be afraid. You know, that's the, the message we need to keep reminding ourselves of. So uh, I have a card here as well that I've drawn to. Um, but basically, I guess our mission, the, the idea of this podcast is to get the listener at home to learn a bit, uh, maybe something new. Uh, we aim to give you a bit of guidance um, as well. So um, the theme for today, Beck, is house clearings. And I'll sort of put that out there because we are sort of saying, you know, the card's relevant. Why is it relevant? Um, and we'll be talking a bit about, I guess, paranormal, just not just house clearings, but I want to be a bit practical. You know, what's involved? What can you do, you know, at home yourself? So we're giving you guys the tools to sort of take charge um, in your own spaces. So in terms of the card, and I might just outline this now because I feel like it's quite relevant as well, um, the card that I picked out, and I have um, put a photo into the show notes and I'll post this in socials as well, but it's Cut Your Cords. So it's Archangel Michael with his great big uh, sword. Um, He's fabulous. And um, it says, ask Archangel Michael to clear any old attachments to fear, which is amazing because your presence of love will cast out fear is amazingly perfect as well. Um, Attachments to fear that stem from past relationships freeing you from destructive patterns. This is so bang on at the moment. There's so many people coming and they're wanting to do lineage clearing and karma. They want to get rid of it. They don't want it anymore. You know, it's all about cutting the cords. So for the listener at home, if you have a good Archangel, pardon me, Michael meditation handy, um, that's a really great one because he's awesome at cutting cords. Um, And obviously Raphael, you know, Archangel Raphael sort of following up or a combo of both um, will be really, really good. Uh, getting everything back to um, just dealing with your stuff and cancel, clear, delete everything that's coming, you know, creating a different future. Uh, Absolutely. And I think yeah. um, just, just for the listeners at home, Archangel Raphael is an angel of healing. Mm. Um, so love and healing yeah. as well. So that's, yeah. that's why we use the two together. Mm. Yeah. Uh, maybe, Michelle, we can put one up in the show notes for the, for the listeners. Yeah, definitely. Link to, I know I've got, got one. Some, yeah, yeah, I've got a few. Yeah, you've got some really good ones there. Yeah, the girl at Channels is brilliant. She's great on YouTube. So I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, so, Beck, we like to have a catch-up because we're, you know, here together. We're just hanging out, two gals. Um, so what's been going on with you, love? What's uh, your biggest takeaway? What's been uh, happening during your week? I had a couple of really exciting things happen this week. Just stuff, stuff out there for the universe and, and came back and just been on the buzz from that so uh one of the first things was um i've lined up a big obviously we spoke about this last episode i've done my uh wildlife care courses for birds uh and i've got my aviary coming i have a big aviary coming now outdoor aviary which has all been lined up and i put it out there and this here it is uh, guy from act wildlife adam was just like well i've got some cages and <laughs> i've got some aviaries I'm the one you need to speak to. And I'm like, awesome. So we got that all done. But I thought, because at the moment I'm renting and I thought I would just sort of send it out to the the real estate and just double check that it would be okay to put it up because I didn't want to have it there and then be told to get rid of it all. Mm. 
Um, so it turns out uh, I sent the email off and it didn't go straight away. And the interesting thing about that is I was talking with Matt. Uh, so Matt's my partner. Um, and I was talking to him and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to email the, the real estate and double check that this, you know, he goes, oh, they're going to come back and say no. And I went, look, that's enough of that. You can just mm. take that away. I don't want to ruin my manifesting prowess that's here. Right. That's right. You're messing with my groove here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having any of that. This is lined up. This is all done. This has happened. This has happened. This has happened. This is the last stage and it's already done. I'm just doing the formalities as a human. And he just sort of looked at me like, okay, here we go again. So the email didn't go through. And then I realized, well, when I realized that a couple of days later, I thought, oh, that was a bit weird. So I forwarded the email. It went straight through. Same address, same everything. I thought, that is really bizarre. This is technology so at the moment. This yep. is technology at the moment. So sent it through. Within, uh, it would have been like maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. I had received a response back from the real estate. Not only had she responded to me, she'd already contacted the owners and spoken to them about it. So she did everything she needed to do, came back to me. And they're like, the owners are happy for you to have the Avery there. She said, I'm with ACT Wildlife too. What? <laughs> what? What are the chances? What are the chances? What are the chances? And I was just like, oh, my gosh. So she completely understands. And she does birds as well. Wow. Birds, birds and reptiles. So, um, so she would have been super excited about it. She was super excited about it. So it was just, it was just like the fastest comeback. And, and because when I sent the email, I got an out of office sort of notification saying we're really busy at the moment. Uh, it may take longer to get back to you. All of twenty minutes like, later. <laughs> twenty minutes later, it's all done. I've got the permission. I'm on the phone to Matt, going, "See, see what happens." <laughs> and you didn't let him rain on your party. No, right on no. your parade, yeah. No, so just keep those vibes up. The other thing that happened is I got this random phone call um, and um, every, you know, most of our listeners will know Belinda Jane, um, who we do Facebook, Facebook lives, lives with. So I got this random phone call. I looked at the number and I thought, yeah, I might answer this one. So I did. And it was um, one of the members, one of the team members from doTERRA business section because I have obviously deterra essential oils as well. And I'm, you know, believer into yep. that. Yep. So, and, and you do as well. Yep. Um, but um, they had rung me because she needed to get my address. I'm like, well, what's, what's going on here? Why do you need my address? Because if she's from deterra, it's in the system. She should mm. have it. But it wasn't coming up in the system. So she physically had to call me. So this is Kathy. She had to call me. And she rang me to tell me that I had won a prize. I'm like, what? Really? Really? She says, so this is about an hour after this whole bird, bird Avery mm. permission thing had happened. And she said, so you've won a prize. She said, the prize is where this, this is the last draw for this year. Um, and she said, but the prize is, and she looked it up and it's a book on um, oils and I haven't actually got, got it yet, but it's, mm. it's on its way. Um, so that was really cool and I had no idea I was even in the draw for this thing like I hadn't entered it it's just something that automatically it must happen when you order stuff or something yeah occurred um so that was really cool so moving forward that's unbelievable that, I know it was just like wow this is really good having a great day and you'll love um, it you'll love that book too yes I will I will so I'm always reading and researching and and doing different things so Follow on from that, I met up with Kathy and Dave yesterday over a Zoom chat and just had a chat about different things and, um, and you know, sort of created more space for, for things to occur, which is very, very, very exciting. Very so good. that is what I've been up to this week. My God, you're so productive, Rebecca. You're so productive. I was um, out in the garden too. <laughs> doing some gardening. Oh my gosh, we've got these weeds out there. I mean, they're very oh, pretty. we're asking about the weeds. We're trying to figure out if it was that sweet pea thing that I thought it was, yeah. or it was some other thing. And yeah, yeah, the periwinkles. I mean, yeah. out there furiously pulling that out. Um, but um, but that's been good too because that's been nice and grounding, being out in nature and just yeah, it feels good pulling the weeds out. It's it like does. throwing out stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's and really... it's a good way to clear out some energy too because you mm. can, you know, subconsciously. 
with with nature and it's helping you clear out as well yeah. which is very good absolutely yeah no great what, sounds like you have a very protective uh, productive week productive week yes mm. what have you been up to michelle oh well it's very different very different um but look we're going to talk about this in uh i think the next episode beck um but i've been going through I've, i wasn't really sure what it was but um i've just been feeling anxious and i think you know the listeners at home um would probably some of them would relate most people have felt anxiety from time to time i'm that sort of person where sometimes i feel anxious you know sometimes i drop into that nervous system um you know adrenals kick in and you know fight or flight or whatever but it's not like a constant thing and this is just something that I haven't been able to really shake. And I know my dad had a nervous breakdown when he was in his mid thirties and he talked a lot about that and got into meditation and sort of got through it, uh, that way. But, uh, you know, I'm in my mid forties and, um, yeah, just sort of got dropped into this sort of place. And it's sort of been hanging around, I think probably since I went to Tassie, um, and a few things happened. Um, we went to Port Arthur and, you know, got very exhausted when I went there, very tired and couldn't get out of bed. And, everything sort of, I guess, spiraled from there. Then I started getting trolled and hacked and, you know, my page got hacked and all that sort of stuff. So there's just been a lot of um, that sort of darker energy and probably following on from last week's episode where we talked about um, me getting locked in the room with that guy and having the angels around me and why at a human level, I can't explain that. This is kind of more of the same of that where people are sort of coming, it's like humans, but they're affected by maybe, you know, something, you know, darker energy or something. And, um, so I've been really working on disconnecting from a lot of that shedding, um, trying to figure out, you know, what it is, what's going on, but the term existential crisis kept popping into my head. Um, and I won't go too much into that because we are going to talk about this, um, I think next week, but it just popped in and I was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. And then I didn't really do anything with it. And then a client of mine sort of showed up and she, you know, started to talk about things she'd been going through and hadn't seen it for a few weeks. And that same term popped into my head and I thought, oh, okay, this is interesting. And we had a lot of overlaps, like lots of overlaps. And it was just so good to hear from her and the pieces of the puzzle started to fall into place for me. Mm. And it made a lot of sense. So I think that's been really good to sort of go through. And also because as I said to you off air, I feel like I'm more able to relate, you know, to people who come in and are like, you know, really in it and really, you know, going through depression and the dark night of the soul and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Um, because I haven't really experienced anything like that myself before. And while I can still bring through messages and, you know, communicate with spirit and do all of that stuff, um, I did notice while this was all happening that, you know, people were sort of not showing up for appointments or rescheduling and that sort of thing. And often that spirit's way of saying to me, you're not okay at the moment. You can't, you know, connect or you shouldn't do it. So I just respect that and I take that on board. And so um, it's been good because it's given me a bit more, I guess, time for myself, you know, time to sort of eat or drink all the things that I often don't do, you know, during the day when I'm booked solid with um, appointments. So, you know, I'm taking that as a bit of a, a bit of a rest and, um, you know, learning whatever I can, you know, because the most important thing is when we're going through all this stuff is not to run away from it. And that's usually our instinct is to run the other direction. And my feeling was that I wanted to get into it. You know, I really went deep. I went right inside and I was like, what's going on in here? You know, what can I deal with and process and release? And, um, you know, it was painful, but, you know, a good experience, I think. And I'm still sort of coming through that. Um, so, you know, it's just management and, um, yeah, we'll talk more about it next week, but that's sort of really been dominating, uh, I guess a lot of what's been going on with me and, you know, I was um, feeling yesterday more like myself, definitely. I was like, um, there wasn't any anxiety there. I've really been doing a lot of cutting and healing. So, and really the binaural beats are awesome. Um, yeah. So I listen to them morning and night, uh, the whale song and dolphins. And so, you know, the people that are coming to me at the moment need that sort of information too. It's always relevant. So whatever I'm doing, you know, to support myself, the people who are coming to see me are sort of needing that same sort of thing. So... Yeah, um, I'm coming out the other side of it, you know, and I'm learning. Um, I'm looking, uh, hooking up with a few different teachers and people who are sort of, um, you know, in the spiritual realm and trying to learn whatever I can that, you know, whatever they're doing, it's obviously, you know, working for them as well. So I think like Beck, I'm um, just big into my research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think a good thing, and I just want to say a good thing to, to do um, in those situations, something that I find has helped me, Mm. Um, um, greatly, like really, really has helped me is just going when you go to bed at night, when you go to sleep, taking that time just to sort of relax your body and then go through like in your mind, 
the things that you're grateful for, even if it's as simple as, you know, I really love that, that shade of blue I saw today, or I saw that, um, you know, it was nice to walk past. I was really grateful that I walked past that florist shop at that time and saw that flower arrangement there, mm. or really grateful that this happened today or that I got to, to catch up with these people um, and that sort of thing. Because what that actually does is subconsciously when you go to sleep, it resets you so that when you're actually sleeping and all your momentum stops, when you wake up in the morning, that's where you can sort of pick up from, which helps it's with a that, thread, yeah, that momentum. Yeah. So really, um, really interesting how it works. And, and it's, it's funny because people talk about this um, and until you try it, it doesn't actually mean anything. Click how, how yeah. well it does work. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good suggestion and definitely something that, I um, can do more of. I actually bought, funnily enough. Um, did you ever buy those, Louise Hayes affirmations? No. Daily oh, affirmations. Um, they still release them. I used to use these when I was in corporate. I used to have them on my desk because I needed something a little bit spiritual and uplifting. Um, and the pictures are beautiful. Um, so Louise Hayes, uh, obviously Louise has passed away, but they're still releasing her daily affirmations. Yeah. So, because she had so many, you know, affirmations and um, beautiful images and stuff. So it's a daily calendar and each day you put a uh, turnover in your page and you get a new message for your day. So it's kind of along the lines of, um, that's beautiful, that blue butterfly, that's Ulysses in there. Yeah, it is. I was looking mm. at that just before. Um, yeah, so they're really good. And I think like in alignment with what you're saying, um, that's like a daily reminder where you, you know, sets the tone of your day. And that's what I used it for in corporate was to, okay, that's my message for today. I'm focusing on that. I'm going to keep reminding myself of that. And it's a beautiful picture. You know, at the end of the day, you can then have them. Um, I used to give them away to people. Like I'd let people almost like cards. Do you want to take one? Do you want to take one? And they just take whichever one was relevant. So I used to give them to all the people at work or my colleagues at the end of the year at Christmas time. So, um, yeah, that's a really nice suggestion as well. So I might put the link in for that too. Louise Hayes' uh, desktop calendar. And you can get them all around the world because we have listeners all around the world. So, uh, Beck, do you want to get into the into the show, into the main part? Yes, let's do. Let's do. All right, let's do. <laughs> let's um, do. I think there was going to be another word there, but it didn't happen. That's okay. Um, today we're going to give you a little bit of um, info. So I mentioned at the top of the show we want to be a bit practical. So I'm going to give you a few tips um, and help you keep your home nice and clear. So that's the idea of it. Home, unit, whatever it is, duplex, don't care. Um, it's all sort of the same thing. So, you know, whether we're renting someone else's house, uh, some of us may be living in share accommodation. I've certainly done that in the past. So we're dealing with uh, not only the energy in the home, but also other people's energy in the home too. Um, or we may have purchased a home that isn't brand new. Um, so in any of those situations, even when the home is new, I mean, we need to do yeah. some clearing here. So we need to clear the energy. So when I moved to where we are at the moment, so we're in uh, Queensland, Australia, and I moved to the Sunshine Coast and I moved to this house three years ago and this was actually built. So brand new, it was a specy, um, what they call a spec home. And when we moved in, I sort of felt like, yeah, you know, it's a new home. You know, we built a house on the Gold Coast, you know, it's all nice energy. But when we moved in, myself and my husband both felt like we were actually being watched the whole time we were here. So walking around, we're like, ooh, and we just really felt like we were being observed. And I was sort of feeling it. And then my husband walked up to me and said, look, I'm feeling like I'm being watched. Can you check if there's something here? And I said, that's weird because I'm feeling the same thing. So I, um, it was built over bushland. Like there was a lot of trees, a lot of, you know, lakes, um, animals, you know, displaced and or destroyed. So it kind of makes sense that there would be energies around and a little bit feeling a bit confused. So I hadn't sort of come across it firsthand though, but uh, one day I was sort of at home and I walked upstairs and I kind of ran into a very tall, I would say elongated, uh, I want to say creature because it wasn't like male or female. It was just kind of a being, I would say. And it was standing in the hallway and that was sort of leading into where the spare rooms are at the other end of the house. So he turned and looked at me and I was sort of standing there and um, it was all telepathic. So he sort of said to me, you know, why are you here? Why are you here? What are you doing here? And I just told him, you know, telepathically, I was like, well, we've purchased the home. Um, and I told him we'll take good care of it. You know, the land um, and the plants, we're going to plant some, um, you know, plants at the back. We're going to make a nice garden because there was nothing out the back at all. And um, so he sort of left at that point, but he kept coming back. He sort of returned and he was there for around two weeks. We felt his presence. 
and then he left. And what's really amazing with, I guess, elementals and all of that sort of stuff, anything connected to nature, is that, you know, they do test us. And I didn't actually realize at that point what he was, but I was actually watching a paranormal show and I remember telling Beck this and the host was sort of talking about what a nature spirit looked like. They had a medium on the show and they'd had some poltergeist activity at this particular house where things were being thrown around and obviously someone was pretty angry. And the medium came in and said, it's actually a nature spirit. And she said, they're very tall, very elongated, do, 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 the whole thing. And I'm going, oh my God, I know exactly what that was. And you do get the answers one way or the other spirits that advise you to where the answers are. And then I realized, you know, that's who I'd actually been communicating with. It was just a major um, mind-blowing moment for me. So he or she obviously decided that I was genuine because, you know, he left um, and he didn't hang around and cause issues. Um, but a lot of the paranormal investigations that I do, um, they can come back to the nature spirits being unhappy and or, you know, Indigenous, um, past over loved ones um, or Indigenous Australians. So, you know, we do have to respect them. We do have to pay tribute to the custodians and also the nature spirits. It's really important. And that's what I do at a lot of houses. I'm getting a lot of confirmation of that. I do that at a lot of houses. So it always comes back to the land um, a lot of the time. So with the work that we do. So have a think about that. Welcome to country. You know, get to know your local mob. Get to know the local, you know, Indigenous custodians because um, that will definitely help a lot of people out. Beck, have you got anything you wanted to add? Well, it's interesting that, um, that, like you were saying that, you know, nature spirits can perform what's known as poltergeist activity. And yeah. interesting that what you're saying there about the land, because I did um, a house clearing at my mum's. Now, I wasn't quite as tuned in to protection and, and things like that at the time when I did this. And I ended up getting very sick. Mm. from a, I was sick for a good week, really sick, like perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden, I, I couldn't get out of bed the next day. I was really really sick I had really flu-like symptoms and and what have you so this is going out I think I was oh, early 20s at the time um but I, I went to my so my mum's house it was a brand new house that had just been built uh in one of the suburbs here in Canberra and um lots of stuff was going on there so I'm the eldest of seven I wasn't at home one of my other sisters wasn't home but there was still like five other children at home at the time so you know, varying ages, busy high school, teenage sort of ages as well, which mm -hmm. can can certainly make differences mm -hmm. with energies and things. With their hormones, um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So one of them was getting um, pressed down on when they were sleeping. So they were oh, like... Sleep being, paralysis, yeah. yeah. Well, actually being physically, like they can move their legs and everything, but they felt this thing pressing down on their chest mm -hmm. um and then there was like the, the next to the dresser she uh one of my other sisters had a waste bin and it would just be thrown across the room in the middle of the night <laughs> wow <laughs> you know just like you know one that she'd drop a little tissue in after she's you know or or what have you um so that would be just sort of thrown across the room um there was this eerie feeling about the downstairs part of the house and, and different things. So I ended up going over there to, to sort of clear out some of the energies, went through the house with, you know, different things, sage, Sunshine, yeah. what have you. Did not know too much about protecting my own energy. Um, I had faith that I would be protected, um, which, is, which is good, but, um, you know, didn't know as much then as I knew now. Um, so anyway, went down there, went through the house, started at one end, went all the way through the top, took it all downstairs, went through, got to this, um, it was like, it was a bedroom at the time, but it was like a big rumpus room <clears throat> and opened the door. And the second we opened the door, my sisters were behind me. Second I opened the door, I had like, my hair was like, I had a fan coming at me. My hair was moving, their hair was moving, the curtains were moving. Um, and I just continued and I persevered and I was just, you know, I had my cross and I was calling in um, God energy and all these different things to, to, to clear this, this thing, um, saying that we just want to live in peace, all these, what have you, um, <laughs> when we walked in and it stopped. My sisters were sort of there and we sort of walked in and she went over and she checked the windows, which were completely closed completely wow. closed so that yeah. was the only way air could have gotten into that room so needless to say she hightailed it upstairs and never went back downstairs again that was <laughs> it <laughs> and she's still going oh do you remember and I'm like absolutely I do I got so sick from that 
Um, so it is important to clear your energy. Um, later on, uh, we had seen a, a local psychic who advised us during the reading, and we didn't even discuss the house, um, that the house that my parent, my mum had bought on um, was a local sacred burial area of the past. Indigenous? So, yeah, oh, well, she was just she was just sort of saying that there's lots of sacred souls there and it was a burial area. Yeah, that feels and, indigenous. And what have you. Yeah, so, right. yeah, very, very interesting. Um, did it settle my, down after your clearing that you did? Yeah, or? it did settle down. There was a couple of little things, like every now and then a door would go off or, or what have you. But um, I think it was important that I'd set the intention that they just wanted to stay here in peace with them. Yeah, it correct. Wasn't, you know, yep. we weren't here to 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 upset anyone mm. um so it was it was very interesting experience and mm. um but it is super important i just cannot put out protect there just yourself. to set the intentions and protect yourself yeah uh, protect your energy uh if you need to call in angels to help you um when my twins were they're 17 now but when they were little little like just under two uh we were living in a house um, at the time and every time I got into the the master bedroom ensuite to have a shower um, I could hear kids screaming I could hear like screaming screaming to the point where I would get out of the shower wrap myself in a towel go dripping through the bedroom stick my head out and they'd be sitting there on the couch with their dad watching you know the wiggles or whatever it was on tv watching a show um, and I could never fear and I'd get back in the shower and straight away it would happen again. And I go, look, what's going on? I come out, what's going on? What's, what's all the screaming? I'm trying to have a shower, you know? Um, and I couldn't figure out what was going on with that. But then my mum came over one day and I was doing her hair for her, uh, cause I used to be a hairdresser and she said she was going to go wash off the color I had put in her hair. And I said, go to my ensuite and use that. Don't go to the main bathroom, use my ensuite. I said, everything you need's in there. So she went in there and then she came out and she's gone, what's going on with the kids? I went, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> she heard just, it too. She heard it too. I knew she would hear it. Um, and she could hear the. And I said, they're, they're asleep. They're still asleep. They're asleep when you went into your shower and they're still asleep now. And she checked and sure enough, they were. Um, but she could hear this as well. And I feel like that was um, an Indigenous sort of um, area as well for you know, so babies, it's really the babies or yeah, something happened with babies or something occurred there. But um, it does feel it, residual too, because yeah. of the way that it's coming across just with the noises. That's pretty common with residual energy where it's yeah. like a footprint. There's some sort of trauma and it's left that footprint. That's right too. And yeah. of course with the, the water, water yeah. energy enhancer as Correct. well. So that was yep. very interesting. Wow. That is goosebumps. That's spooky. Really, really spooky. Um, Beck, one of the ways that, and great stories too, um, one of the ways that we can become aware, and, and this is something that I talk a bit about in readings with people in mentorship is, you know, when our ears start ringing, that's a way that we can sort of tell when there's someone around. Um, so it, I call it kind of knocking on my door if I'm out with friends, you know, having coffee and my ears start ringing. I'm like, all right, guys, hang on. Um, there's someone here and I'll just, you know, figure out who it is and pass on whatever the message is. So They'll often use me as a bit of a, you know, messenger, you know, to get the messages through to family members and that sort of thing. But the other way that they let me know is um, by switching on the TV volume. So, and this happens, Beck's seen this happen when we've been doing mentorship and when I've had guest speakers over at the home and different things. And pretty frequently the TV volume will go on and it takes a while to notice because you're all talking and stuff. And then you can't, someone goes, is there an additional noise or something going on? Um, and then, yeah, we realize the TV volume's going on, uh, but often it sort of blends into the background. So um, I have had spirits that are turned on in the middle of the night and they'll turn it up a lot because I often have it on pretty quiet before I go to bed. Um, and yeah, they'll sort of turn it up until, you know, one of us wakes up and heads downstairs to turn it off. Um, look, it's generally pretty harmless thing. A lot of people are like, oh, should you be worried about that or scared? Um, but I guess, you know, there are varying degrees. You've got to, you know, trust your instincts, but I did actually, um, have a group over one night as well where there was um, cigarette smoke and it felt like someone was in the room actually smoking on us and blowing the smoke on us. And we're all going, oh my God, who's smoking? Who's smoking? And we've got neighbours who sort of smoke. So I was like, oh, it's probably them. But then it was winter and all the windows were shut. So there's no way the smoke could have gotten in. And one of the girls doesn't, she doesn't have clear salience, which is a smell. Um, and so she couldn't smell anything. She's standing there going, what are you talking about? 
And when she couldn't smell it, we're all going, are you mad? And then we all went, oh, it's spirit. So it's weird that you don't just immediately get it. Um, it took a while for us to click. But when she couldn't smell it, we're like, oh, okay, that's spirit because, yeah, you should be able to smell it because um, she's got a good sense of smell generally. So I um, actually had a live platform medium. She'd been in my backyard here. And, and this is where the TV volume thing started from. It hadn't happened before that. But um, one of the girls came through and she was actually um, a suicide victim. So she decided to hang around. And uh, she was the sister of one of my other clients. So I sort of knew a bit about, well, knew members of the family. And she decided to hang around. And when she, after that mediumship event, Jason came to me and said, Michelle, someone's turning the lights on in the kitchen every night um, because I'm coming downstairs and lights are on. He gets up pretty early when it's still dark and the TV volume's going on. So the TV volume. (laughs) But it's never the actual TV, just the volume. And it's like every single morning. And he was getting quite freaked out. He was feeling a bit uncomfortable. So that's where it started and it was like every single day. And then what happened, the culmination of that was I had the girl's mother, so the one who'd taken her own life, I had her mother here. And I will put Lifeline's number into our show notes. Um, so if you are listening to this and you're struggling, um, Lifeline's 13, 11, 14. Um, confirmations, just wanted to put that in as well. Um, but yeah, the mother was here and uh, while she was having a reading with me, she brought some of her daughter's stuff, so physical items. And what actually happened was she was sitting there and my front door opened and closed, banging loudly three times behind her. Yeah. Um, and I'm going, oh, and she's like, does that normally happen? And I'm like, no, because I mean, how is it possible that your door is opening and closing, like physically opening and closing? It's got a handle on it. Like that's not possible. And it did it three times. And she was, you know, a little bit, wow, that's okay. That's um, a bit weird. And I was like, yeah, it's a bit weird. So after she left, I actually said to her daughter, you need to go. I know you're here, this, that, and the other thing. Um, she wasn't going into the light because she's still got some work to do. And this is, um, you know, a lengthy discussion. So we're not going to get into that and, and the whys and why not. But she just wasn't ready for that. Um, so I just said, you need to leave my home. Um, I put up extra protection, um, set the intention that I didn't want her here because uh, she was freaking my family out. And, um, and it was fine. You know, after that, it was fine. But it seems that other souls have, you know, cottoned on to the fact that they can get my attention with the TV volume and it's not her all the time. It's just different, you know, souls sometimes. But what's really funny, Beck, is last night when I was writing this, because I wrote this um, last night, my show notes, um, after I went upstairs, I, I finished writing this and then I went upstairs and then the TV volume went on and Jason was like, Michelle, Michelle, the TV's just gone on again. <laughs> so it was just that I wrote that and then the TV volume went on again. So um, I was like, all right, I dare you to go downstairs in the dark and turn it off. Um, don't turn the light on. And he turned the light on. I was like, oh. <laughs> He's like, I'm not walking downstairs in the dark. Uh, but that was funny because I just finished writing it. But, you know, it's like watching a scary movie. This is a thing. And this is why I say to people, you know, you've got to be um, aware, not scared, but aware around cinemas, you know, radio stations, TV stations, places where there's a lot of emotions, you know, where we, movie cinemas especially, Places where there's a lot of emotions, that's where souls gather if they're earthbound because they need our energy. So it's the same, you know, with me writing that last night, I was getting a little bit, oh, I'm sitting in front of the TV and it was nighttime and I was a little bit maybe scared or something. And that's what happens when we watch paranormal shows. And then all the activity starts, you know, around the house. That's, That's what it does. So what Beck said before, presence of love, the presence of love will cast out fear is really true. It's just truth. Um, because love is the most powerful thing. So there's never any reason to be scared, but that's when those things can start to uh, start to happen. Um, so fear is a big thing, especially when you've got kids at home who are scared of the dark and you know, all that sort of stuff. Exactly. Um, and, and, and love always casting out the fear too. It's, it's a good thing too that Jason loves you very much and Matt yeah. loves me very much. I've got yeah. Matt telling me all the time, you know, I've got this one cupboard from this antique um, cupboard that I have all my plates and things in. <clears throat> and he keeps telling me to ask my friends to close the yeah. cupboard when they're done because he'll be standing there having his cereal or he'll be doing making And the cupboard flies stuff. open. And the cupboard will just open. I'm like, well, that's your friend. I don't see it. That's for you. You need to address that. You need to clear that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you. that's all you. That's probably one of your grandparents or something. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, look, Michelle, do you remember us talking about the young girl voice on the right side of me? that I was yes. hearing after yeah. I came back from the park that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, just for the listeners at home, I was at home one day and I was working away on my computer, chatting, you know, just doing focused, really focused on something I had to get done um, that had a deadline. And, of course, you know, deadlines are no fun unless you leave them to the last minute. 
Um, so That's I was really me. focused, <laughs> really focused on what I'm glad I'm not the only one um, on what I was doing. So on the on the right hand side of me, I was typing away, looking at the screen, and I heard this voice saying, "Mum, mum, mum," and I just said, "Give me a second. and I didn't sort of avert my eyes from the screen. I was like, "Please, honey, just give me a second. Give me give me five minutes, and I'll get this done, and I will be with you." Okay. I'll be 100% yours. Just let me get this done, please. Um, so anyway, I did what I needed to do. And then I thought it was one of the older girls. It was it was a young female voice. So it was a very young sounding voice. Um, and I, I went round to their bedrooms, which is just off my office. And I said, um, what was it you needed? And to, to, to one of the girls, and she said, oh, I didn't need anything. And she said, oh, I said, you were calling me. And she said, no, no, I wasn't. Maybe it was someone else. I was like, okay. So then the other, the other twin walked in and I said, were you calling me before? What was it you wanted? And she's like, no, it wasn't talking to you. I'm like, hmm, that's really interesting. They said, maybe, maybe it's Logan. Like, you know. You sound like son. a girl, but we'll go better. Well, <laughs> well, no, he doesn't necessarily sound like a girl, but it was a young voice. So I went yeah. in there and, and, of course, he's on his computer and he's doing his gaming and what have you. So there was absolutely no way he was coming out. And I said, Logan, did you come and, and want something from me? He was like, nope. My other daughter wasn't with me. She was away. <clears throat> um, she, was having, she was with her father at the time. Um, so it was just those three and there was nobody else in the house to call me mum which was really interesting. And Matt doesn't usually do that and he doesn't sound like a little kid either. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, just to clear the that only, up. The only time Matt says mum is, is like, have you asked mum? <laughs> what yeah. does mum say? <laughs> and it doesn't sound like a little girl. No, 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 no. definitely not. So um, so that was really interesting. But um, I had spoken to you, I think, later that day or the yeah. next day about it. Yeah. And you had told me that I had a young girl beside me, a very young girl, and so what we did is, you know, um, we created a space and called in the light and helped her. That's cross. a lot of goosebumps, she that one. She didn't need to be here. Like, you know, she, there wasn't a reason. She was probably just lost or got, look at those goosebumps. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Michelle, on the left. She got a screenshot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle's hair sticking up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, helped this, this young soul cross and gave her the option that, you know, I'm going to leave this light open for you for the next 12 hours. It's fine. If you want to go through, you are safe. Ask the angels to come through. And um, and she she left. I didn't hear from her again. Um, I was speaking to, I had a reading done by um, a lady who was doing a psychic reading for me one day. And she said to me, it was the most bizarre thing, having this reading, um, expecting to get some sort of, you know, information as we do we, we we want answers we want these different things but she said to me she said you she said I've been waiting for you to contact me she said I have three men three souls that have been around me she said and they can't cross over you can help them cross I know you can do this you can help them cross over so she gave me um their names because they had spoken to her gave me their names and actually asked me to help them crossover so I did I sat back and I went into a meditative sort of did the um, pro- projecting and and went there and I could see Brilliant. the boat that had had um, and and helped them crossover and um, also said a prayer that you know that they would be found um, and that peace would come to to their families um, so that was that was very interesting I've never actually had a reading as such and then being told I have to do this like yeah. that's coming through from from source from spirit which was yeah. um very very interesting and I, and I just um want to put in there as well again because this is um a very very um it's a beautiful time of year but it can be very quite hard for people so I just want to say to um just reiterating what Michelle was saying that for crisis supports um mm services or intervention services you know um lifeline is one three double one double four and as michelle said we will pop that up onto the um show notes as well yeah we absolutely will uh and it's good you know to reach out and and ask for help you know none of us are above this as we've found out as we're saying before with the um 
you know, I've never thought that I'd go through an existential crisis. Um, and just repeating that number, it is 13, 11, 14. Um, so just one four at the end. I think you might have said 44, Becca, just wanted to double check that. Oh, 13. Yeah, one three, one one, one four. One four. That's it. Beautiful. Um, um, so when yeah. I was 18, I rented a one-bedroom flat downstairs at my parents' house. And I just thought this was um important thing to add in there because it's not always about having to clear the energy or mm. it's, you know, something scary or fear, you know, something that you need to worry or fear yeah. from. Um because I was renting this apartment. It was beautiful. It was lovely. It had a little courtyard and it was just my own bathroom, my own bedroom, my own living area, my own little kitchen. And I had one of those old fashioned Coke fridges, you know, the, the yeah. Meg sort of, yeah. Cool. Um, it was really cool. I got that out of the paper and I was just, I was just loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Didn't last long, but I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, um, Obviously, it was an apartment underneath the house, so it was an apartment that had been set aside as a granny flat for the people who who used to have the house. Um, but for some reason, I always forgot. I opened the other curtains at the front of the house because the sunlight would come through and I would leave. I wouldn't even bother with the backyard curtain until I, like, blind. It was an actual blind until I got home. Um, but obviously, the, the lady that lived there previously and, and she was still sort of hanging around, she was very very adamant that I had to open that that curtain that blind on the kitchen window that looked out into the courtyard every day so if I hadn't lifted it up I'd, I'd certainly learned to do it this blind would just go up on its own and I would have to literally climb on the bench get there because it would go all the way around and get caught up and I'd have to bring it down place it nicely so it was like forcing me to get up there and do fix it or do it myself wow really quite interesting and I wasn't like I said there was no fear there was no worry there was anything like this um she taught me to remember to raise that blind every day before I walked out the door and it would be just as I approached the door to go up the stairs to leave the house um this blind would bang as soon as I got to the door and she knew I was leaving this would just go bang I'd be like oh I'm so sorry <laughs> so sorry it remind you, yeah. it would remind me so then I take the time go and fix the blind position it and off I'd go again <laughs> this is not always something to be afraid of mm. sometimes they're just you know they just like things a certain way and you can compromise <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot of the time it's loved ones most of the time yeah. we find it's yeah loved ones um and that's what I was just about to sort of get into as well so that's a really good segue um Beck, in terms of you know what is hanging around as Beck said it's um you know it can be positive or negative and I just tell people to use your intuition a lot of the time you know what does it make you feel like does it make you feel scared do you feel like it's okay? Um, a lot of the time kids will be able to tell if it's like an old rally they haven't met yet. You know, sometimes there's a photograph you can show them and they're like, yep, that's the person. Um, kids are pretty good at, you know, I guess getting names and in my experience um, and descriptions of the person. But, you know, I guess in my home, I am inviting in souls because people often ask about that. And I have mentioned, I guess, some, you know, darker situations, but, um, you know, there's people coming in from the light. I've got people coming in who are still sort of earthbound, you know, um, and I'm just bringing them in because people want to talk to them and get confirmation and that sort of thing. But I do try with each client to send uh, them back. So just wherever they need to go back to, um, if it is just back on this plane or back into the light, um, I invite them, I allow them to walk back out the front door. I see, feel, imagine them doing that, uh, walking back out the front door. Thank them, thank them for their time. And it's nice to do that because sometimes I have really great readings. I get really excited and then I run around the house going, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And then I forget about the poor person standing there going, hey, that was all me. Like, what are you doing? Because often people say to us, and I think they will understand this as well, often people are really amazed by what we do and they're like, oh, my God, you're so amazing and that's so great. And it's like, no, I'm just the meat and the sandwich. I'm just the puppet. Like, they're pulling all the strings. They're doing everything. I'm just passing the messages on. That's it. You know, I'm not, I'm not anything fantastic. And that's not self-deprecating or anything like that. That's just a fact. You know, we're just, we're just the middle person. We're just passing on the messages, you know. Um, they're doing a fantastic job. They're doing an amazing job of making it super clear so that we can do that, you know, and do it really well. So, you know, it is important to give gratitude, uh, but we don't, without going into too much detail, send earthbounds into the light unless they want to go, unless they're ready. Um, some of them still want to do some work down here um, on the earth. And that's, you know, if they've crossed in a sudden or dramatic way or traumatic way. Uh, they may be confused and they may, you know, want to do a little bit more work down here and get closure and that sort of thing. Um, but if they're agreeable, I'll definitely send them through during readings. Um, and as Beck said, it's really just visualising a ball of light, 
sometimes it might appear as like a doorway of light, more of a, you know, a lengthy sort of doorway. Um, and we just see, feel, imagine them going into the light uh, and crossing over. Um, and that's, I always get goosebumps whenever I say that. Um, that's, you know, basically what it is. So it's really just setting intention. It's nothing crazy or tricky, um, but it is good. You know, if you've got an expert or someone who's a bit spiritual around you who can help you out with that, you know, certainly as Beck said, with the um, protection and that sort of thing, if you're not too across that, it's probably good not to attempt these sorts of things, you know, that these yeah. something a little bit um, more sinister. Um, so yeah, certainly enlist the help of someone. So I do a lot of house clearings, um, a lot of paranormal clearings as part of my work. I used to work with a paranormal team where we did a lot of, um, you know, paid work, paid tours, you know, all of that. Um, and I just love it. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, source energy, as we said before, is the most important thing. And I actually did a really interesting house clearing with um, Denise, one of my paranormal colleagues. Um, and the gentleman that we went over and saw, they're going through a separation. So he's got the kids in the house part of the time. Um, and then they're with his, um, you know, the lady he's going through the separation with. But he's a really spiritual dude. And it was really excellent going over there because we'd done what I call a remote viewing first. So before I go to a house and do a paranormal clearing, I do a remote viewing, which is where I send my spirit body there, um, have a look around, see where the hotspots are, see what's going on. And we were very interested in the lounge uh, area and I just felt like there were some things in the home that had brought other energies in. So I was like, whether it's antiques or whether it's hand-me-downs or from op shops, I just felt there were things in the house that was, wasn't to do with those guys, like the actual family. There were other energies there and it was more to do with you know, furniture and stuff. So when we actually rocked up, I was like, we sort of walked in the front door and I went, oh, and there was a lounge that was very old, very tattered, and it was um, ripped. It was like a leather lounge as well, so animal skin. And it had so much energy in it. And my colleague and I were just like, whoa, like we don't want to go into any of that thing. Um, can we do anything with this lounge? Because they bought all this stuff and moved in together. Like they got married and moved in together. And the relationship since that point had always been pretty rocky. And I was like, and I said, where did this come from? And he said, I don't know but it had so much energy in it and you can't clear it. If you've got animal skin, like leather, organic material, wood, you know, if you're going through a separation or a divorce, you don't want to take anything like that. Wooden furniture, you know, a lot of your clothing, you need to clear really well with smudge, but wood just absorbs, you know, it absorbs that energy and especially leather lounge because it's animal skin, you just can't clear it. So he's getting rid of all that stuff based on our recommendations, but I, I really had trouble walking past that. But it was interesting because it was actually, um, we're walking around to the bathroom area and there was stuff going on in the kids' bedrooms, which we talked about. But the, um, there was a guy, sometimes he'd open the toilet door, the guy that lives there, and the, he'd find a man in there, in the toilet. And he'd be like, what? And then um, the man would disappear. So this was sort of an ongoing thing. And he said, can you check on that energy? So I jumped in the toilet and it was very interesting because I was sort of standing there and the door was in front of me. And I felt him land in front of me to the point where I, I fell backwards and hit the wall because I actually thought he was like going to hit me. I, I felt like not violent, but I just felt like he was really close to me. And my colleague saw me and she was like, oh my God, are you okay? And she said, he just landed. And I said, yeah. And he was talking about this tree. He was really angry about this tree. And he was talking about how he used to have this clawfoot bathtub, like an old fashioned bathtub or something. So he obviously lived on the land, but I don't think it was the same house. I think it might've been a different house or something. Anyway, it turns out, I mentioned the tree and everything to the guy that lived there and he goes, oh my God. And he said, that's, there's, and he pointed through the daughter's bedroom. He said, that's a big old, um, I think it was an old mango tree or something. And um, really, really old and gnarled, like it looked really old. And he said, um, I've just chopped, chopped a lot of the branches off. Like I've just trimmed it all back. And this guy was like raging about this tree. And he's like, I just did that. <laughs> and he was like, and I was like, did you see him before you did that? And he goes, no. So it's interesting, isn't it? What can flare up sometimes? Um, and that was a big flare up. Like there was a big trigger for the guy that used to live there. And anyway, yeah, the kids' bedrooms, you know, we did all of the clearing in there as well. And it wasn't, again, it wasn't anything major. Um, there was some child um, spirits hanging around, running around the house. Um, my colleague's very sensitive to children as well. So she was aware of the little kids running in and out. So we just uh, shifted them on, but there was quite a few references to the books, the books, the books. Um, and I'd seen that visually when I was tuning in remotely as well. And I was like, oh, there's me about books and reading to your son and da, da, da. And then I went in the room and he has literally like a bookshelf to the ceiling. It was unbelievable, covered, like filled with books. And his dad's like, yeah, he just loves, loves some books. And I said, well, that's one of the grandparents. And I explained who it was. And he was like, yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, a lot of the time, as I said, it is, you know, grandparents, there were children there. There was an old man there angry about his tree. 
you know, it wasn't the end of the world, but it was just um, really amazing because that guy's quite sensitive. He lived there, so he was confirming a lot of what we were saying. And that actually makes it like a lot more real, you know, because sometimes this does feel a little bit like woo-woo, you know, you're sort of going around doing these things. Um, but yeah, the kids moved on really easily uh, and generally they do. Uh, generally they are pretty easy to move on. Um, so I wanted to get into, unless you wanted to say anything here, I was going to get into some recommendations maybe back and then, yeah. Um, so smudge smoke or spray. So some people are sensitive to smoke. So if you're sensitive to the smoke, uh, the spray's good. Um, I've got one that's got uh, shungite in it. So I might put that into the show notes as well. Um, there's a really good uh, shungite sage spray. Um, so if you are a little bit sensitive or you don't want all the smoke around, or if you're doing it in your car, um, it can be really good to do the spray in your vehicle as opposed to the smudge, the actual smoke, because um, the smoke can linger for quite a while. So um, I highly recommend the sprays depending on what you need. Uh, but the smoke is good if you can do the smoke, um, but the spray is an alternative. So that's a really good starting point. But when you're smudging, I think a lot of people just kind of get their stick or their spray and they kind of wave it around and just hope for the best and don't really say a lot as they're doing it. So the key with the smudge, everything is intention. So as you're going around the house with your smoke or your spray, um, and really sprays are difficult to clear the whole house with because you'd be going through a lot of bottles of it let's be honest the sprays are good for yourself and maybe a particular part of a room or something but honestly the smoke is a lot better if you can tolerate it but with the smoke let's use smoke as an example we're going to go from one end of the house to the other so generally front to back or back to front um, and then we go through the bedrooms. So we work our way, you know, if there's bedrooms on the side, work our way, work our way, work our way. So whatever we're doing, we're kind of chasing without, you know, being able to find a better word to explain it. We're sort of chasing whatever it is, whatever the energies are, if there are earthbound or anything else. Sweeping is a good word. Sweeping. So we're sweeping, yeah. So we don't want to, you know, miss spots and then they can get in there and then we've kind of missed them. So um, get into your bedrooms, get into the cupboards. Um, we're working from the doorways to the bedroom uh, windows. So keep the windows open, bathrooms especially, get into the bathrooms, get into the mirrors. Um, so really smudging around the mirrors because mirrors absorb a lot of energy. Um, I've got a client who's buying um, another house at the moment. They're moving into a house and there's a divorce happening there. So that's really important, um, you know, to clear the energy, you know, you've got to clear the energy. So she's going to be going through the process. I'm actually going to go over and do it there with her, but, um, yeah, get into the mirrors. Cause I was feeling into that home that she's buying and I'm like the mirrors, you need to get into the mirrors there. So that's another thing that people often don't think about. Um, so working towards the windows again, um, but get into the cupboards, get under the stuff, get into the shoes because, um, quite often I find energies hiding in cupboards, kids cupboards, especially, and we need to get them out of there. So make sure you get right into the cupboards, into the clothing, especially if you're not sensitive. You know, if someone who's sensitive, we can sort of sense where they are. You know, if you're not, then it makes it a little bit more tricky to, um, you know, find where they are. So get into everything, throw out your stuff as well. Um, but at the very least, as I said, front to back, you know, work through all the bedrooms, out the windows, the whole thing, um, and then out the back doors, you know, through the kitchen, cupboards, the whole lot. Um, and then throw out stuff. So declutter, you know, get rid of shoes. Shoes carry so much energy because you think of all the places you walk um, and you've got your feet in them. And honestly, it's really, really important to throw those shoes out if you're not wearing them anymore um, and have your clothing maybe stored in those Ziploc bags, you know, where you can suck the air out of, you know, that's a good idea. Um, so decluttering is really, really important, especially for people doing um, house clearings because I've actually been to quite a few houses where I would say that people are hoarders um, and it's difficult for us as paranormal investigators to really work with that energy because I've tried to do clearings in places like that and it's, um, it's near impossible because there's so much stuff. You just can't get your little smudge stick under and around everything and all those earthbounds and whatever's around are just attaching back into it, latching straight back into that. So, um, you know, have a think about that, I guess, before you ask for a clearing, you know, what can you get rid of? Um, and maybe we need to work on, um, that as well. So, um, earthbound souls, as Bex had mentioned before, do gather around kids and teens, especially because of the hormones, they're often very hormonal. So most of the clearings I do, there's teenage kids there. So Archangel Michael is awesome. Um, he's got the big sword. He's the cord cutter. He's the guy that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, who is in our show notes now. So cut your cords. Um, Michael is awesome and he works very well with boys and girls, but boys tend to love him because he's got a great big sword. So you call him in before bedtime. Um, I always do the Lord's prayer and I have done since I was a kid because I found it was just source energy. I found it was just super protective. 
So I didn't really know about the angels as much. I mean, I knew about angels, but I didn't really single them out and know about Michael and Raphael and all of that. So when I was a kid, I really just did the Lord's Prayer. I'd say my blessings, you know, gratitude and all of that. And then I would have really good sleeps and I always felt quite protected growing up, um, even though I did have to have a nightlight and things like that as well, because I did see and hear a lot. So um, Becky wanted to sort of pick up here. You've got a couple of recommendations. Yeah, it's um, it was funny you're saying about the nightlight there, because when I was a kid, I didn't like the dark. Um, so, of course, naturally, as a child, you make it darker and put your head under the pillows and the covers. Yeah, uh, you do. I can't say what sense that is, but yeah. um, I think it's like a protective covering, perhaps. Well, if I can't um, see it, it can't hurt me. Was That was my theory around yeah, that. If I can't yeah, see it, yeah. it yeah, that's right. And it's a coping mechanism. It is. It's it's a way of coping. I still today cannot sleep um, without something light over me. So there's there's no Same. way I could sleep on the bed yeah. and have nothing. I need to have a sheet or something, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's still wow. something. I did go through, um, you know, there was there was Obviously, as a child, I was afraid of the dark. But then as I got older, you know, you sort of grow out of that. Things change, what have you. And then I was perfectly fine with it. Had to have the room dark. Had to be dark. Mm. Complete polar opposite. Um, but then there are some times where I will be like, you know what, I really, you know, even now, sometimes something will happen. I'll be like, I just need to have that hall light on or I need to have that kitchen light on or or what have you. Mm. Um, but then other times I can just walk through the house in complete darkness because Funny, I know it? where I'm going and, and what I'm doing and I don't want to disturb the kids while mm. they're asleep, turning lights on. So it's it's interesting that that doesn't actually necessarily go away. Yeah. You know. Um, That's true. It still comes up there. But definitely protect your energy. And I've just got ex exclamation marks everywhere there. You yeah. really need to do that. So um, as Michelle said, calling in Archangel Michael, Jesus, the great protector, uh, making sure you're cutting cords after mm -hmm. you've done um, a clearing, that sort of thing. Um, some of my go-tos are salt, the holy water, uh, blessed water, moon blessed water, Palo Santo and lemon oil I have mm. um, in my spray bottle. But the thing with that is because they're, um, it's Palo Santo oil and lemon oil, it gets very sort of slippery. So you want to be careful where you're spraying that. You'll find Oh, uh, okay. Not on flooring. Computer, mm. <laughs> computer keyboard will get a bit slippery or on the flooring, that sort of yeah. thing. So that's more of just a little quick, quick spray to, to put on the back of my neck and on those. Yeah you know, those areas that I feel like I need a bit of protection or just on my wrists so that I've got that with me. Mm -hmm. um, the back so of the yeah. neck, Beck, can we just um, elaborate on that because the listener at home may not be aware of that, but the back of the neck is actually in Qigong terms and maybe some other practices. The back of the neck is a bit of a gateway, can be a bit of a gateway or an entry point. So um, sometimes souls might, you know, try to connect in that way. Um, so it might be worth just, yeah, saying that yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, why we need to protect the back of the neck. I've got a chakra oil that I use as my, um, you know, putting it around my uh, body to protect my chakra and um, any excess goes on the back of the neck. Yeah. So, so that's a good yeah. tip. Yeah, very good tip. Mm. Um, and and thanks for, <laughs> for picking up on that. I didn't actually think to talk about it. Yeah, I know, because um, we talk about all that stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, we just, we just do it. We just yeah. do it. So, um, yeah, the Palo Santo, even in incense form, is very good. The sage, mm. uh, definitely my go-tos. Opening curtains and letting light into Big time. Rooms. Massive. Especially light. in teenagers' rooms. Yep, yep. Huge for clearing energies. Absolutely yep. huge. Um, so I always clear the energies when I move into a new house. Um or when I leave and when I leave an old house so you don't want to you know, leave I, your stuff there yeah I, I don't want to leave my stuff there for the next people and yep. uh, it's really good for inspections and things too the do a big cleaning of the area yeah that's um, true they, go, they tend to go a lot better yeah um so and I did this for my ass who were, my 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 ass my aunt who works <laughs> my aunt who works in defense um, I'm just that was harder that. to say than we thought it would be. Yes, that was, that was, that was okay. So my auntie who works in defense. Yes. Uh, so she moved back here to, to Canberra. Um, I went over to her house to do a, a clearing on the place that she was renting for the time. 
and the moving guy, uh, beautiful Islander, Islander guy, um, absolutely, he was just such a sweetheart. He had the, the biggest heart and just so much love for, for what he did and, and what have you. But I'm going through, they're moving things in and I'm going through and I'm doing the clearing on the house for her. So just to get it all nice and, and ready for her. And then as the boxes are coming in, I'm clearing the energy on them too because you don't know they've been sitting in warehouses or yeah. in storage, those sorts of things. Um, so this this moving guy, he was he was absolutely beautiful. He asked me to, he came in and he's, I had the Palo Santa, I had the sage uh, burning and I was going through with my feathers and I had my holy water. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that just smells so beautiful. So every time he came in, he'd put a box down. He'd just stand there and just take this breath and just, oh, complete it's relaxation. Like anchoring. Yeah. He's like, um, what are you doing? And I told him that I was just moving, you know, stagnant energy in the house. And, and he said, oh, he said, um, could you could you do me? Can you sage me? And I said, I can. Oh. He said, I've been feeling really anxious. He said, wow. um, and I think it's from a car accident that I had. And I'm like, absolutely. So I said to him, you know, just stand there like in the star shape sort of thing. I said, now I'm not actually going to touch you. Um, and I'm just going to go around and, and I did his, his energy field, his, his aura and wow. you know, three feet either side. Um, and I went around and did this and he just, he said, I just feel so amazing. And I said to him to get some obsidian mm. where that for protection, um, which was, which was really good. So he had this, and this sort of comes back to with what we were talking about earlier. He had, um, anxiety he felt, which was from a car accident that he'd had and he was worried because he's in a truck and he's struggling from state to state to state yeah. delivering these these things. Constantly being triggered. Constantly being triggered. Um, but I didn't feel like it was so much the car accident that was causing him this thing. I thought it was oh, the energy. Yeah, so dealing with people's personal effects all the time. Ah, um, right. And the attachment. And being exposed to that going into different houses and especially yeah. like, um, you know, with defence, um, you know, sometimes there's a lot of Very not strong. just defence, but there's a lot of yeah. strong, strong things that, that, that occur there, not just defence, but, but lots of, lots of different places. Yeah. There'd be a lot of PTSD. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. PTSD, all that sort of thing. And that's mm. where I actually felt he was picking up this anxiety. Yeah. And so I cleansed his, his, my auntie's house mm. Mm. and his, aura and and what have you told him to go get some obsidian gave him i didn't actually have any on me it's the first time i haven't had any in my kit so i've got this bag that i carry around with me um so i told him where to go to get some he was staying in canberra for the next couple of days which was good so he was able to sort of go around and do that um but really important is is just to know what you're sort of handling on a day-to-day -day basis like you said yeah. with the shoes yep. people's personal effects um being aware of things that you buy you go to the shop um people may have picked up that item trying on clothing trying on clothing um yeah. so energy imprints on on everything it doesn't have to be a living so it's not just energy imprints on on flowers or plants or things like that it can imprint on on anything um, from their moods, uh, especially secondhand store items, yep. that sort of thing. Big so, time. Well, yeah, and even just sort of setting an intention while we give things away to charities and things like that just to, to do something good and helpful, uh, it's good to set an intention. I like to set an intention to say, you know, I, I light and love, I send this with light and love, um, or I hand this over with light and love just to, to set that intention to to make it better for everyone moving forward. Yeah, definitely. And I think that example I gave of the guy in the house, I mean, that's a good example. You know, they moved in, great relationship. The relationship went pear-shaped. You know, they had so much stuff from other people's houses and they didn't even know where it came from, you know, and you can't clear leather. So don't buy secondhand leather lounges. I don't recommend it if there's a lot of, you know, energy and that sort of thing attached to it. Um, you know, don't recommend it. Uh, but great examples there, Beck. And just at a very basic level, pop a bubble on. You know, if you don't know how to do anything else, um, see, yeah. feel, imagine a bubble, arms distance from body, all directions, all around, like a little space suit. Um, and do it for your kids as well. You know, you can protect your husband, the kids, the dog, the cat, whatever you want to do. Um, and you can do that if you've got the awareness there, um, then, you know, protect your family and do the kids in a little dome before they go to sleep. You know, see a dome forming above yeah. them. 
um, and all the other stuff we mentioned as well. So, so next I week, do that every night. Every night I do that. Yeah, yeah. And this is the stuff that, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's good and to mention. House. And the yeah. house and the property. The dome. Yep, love <laughs> it goes the dome. all the way out. <laughs> um, and it is powerful and it works. Um, now, next time we have a conversation, I mentioned at the top of the show, existential crisis. Um, it's not going to be a massive downer, um, although it is important no. to talk about this sort of stuff as well. Um, but it will be uplifting. It will be um, positive, practical. Um, what can we do when we're going through these things? It's all sort of new. We're both learning. You know, we're all learning as well. So it'll be really interesting to come together and have a chat about that. I just wanted to say too, just for the listeners at home, if um, you feel like you do need to do some sort of clearing and you're not sort of sure or you're not mm. feeling confident, definitely you've got our uh, living in lighting, living living enlightened thirty three at gmail yep. um, dot com. You can send us an email. You can mm -hmm. contact us through our. And we page. can do everything remotely as well, yeah, so you don't actually have to physically be anywhere. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. More than happy to help you out, or even just you know give you some tips on how to do it yourself mm -hmm. yep good idea uh, well great chat and yeah next week we'll be talking about um a bit of anxiety you know those sorts of things um and as always 13 11 14 if this has brought anything up for you lifelines are number like thank you so much um it's been a joy and um we shall do this again next week lovely lovely i'm so looking forward to it and lots of love and light to everyone out there yay <laughs>